All right, guys. All right. Calm down. Calm down. I know we're all excited that we finally have a new employee starting at the store. We can once and for all start rotating these shifts and the three of us do not have to work together every single day. What's the pizza divvying up situation going to be? We're just going to split it four ways now. Okay, but I kind of want more than a quarter of a pizza. Then we'll get two and we'll just split the cost four ways. I guess that makes sense, but... All right, right. day one, we can make the new guy buy the pizzas. If that works, that's that's one day, though. You... (laughs) You gotta put some money in. I always help pay for pizza. <laughs> what is this bullshit about that? Like, when did this get started? It's just always been, dude. It's a terrible, terrible rumor. <laughs> See, you're making Dan cry now with this terrible, terrible rumor about me never paying for pizza. It's hurtful. You never pay Poor for guy. pizza. I mean, I like working with both of you guys. I'm gonna split it up. Well, we have to. I mean, we talked about this. We we all I, need a little break. If we don't need I don't to, know this fucking I don't guy, want to dude. split pizzas. Buy three pizzas. This is new. Uh, this guy's cool. His name's Jody. You're gonna love him. That's a stu- that's a stupid name, dude. No. No. Don't split right. up the three musketeers. I'm getting a call. Well, what? he's the D'Artagnan. Of the Three Musketeers, you obviously never yeah, read the book. There's a fourth. There's a fourth guy that comes. Yeah. I don't in. care what religion he is, dude. He's like, I, I don't want to hear. More, kind of more important. If anything, I bet he's going to be like the protagonist of the store now. You guys right? already yeah. like him yeah. more yeah, than we're me. Just, yeah, we're going to be like him more than me. We are the goofy supporting characters in this right, sitcom. I'm, I keep getting an unknown number call. You guys figure out the pizzas. I'm going to be right back. Who? Jerry didn't decide this. And his phone wasn't ringing, by the way. He just didn't want to talk about the pizza thing. He just pretended his phone was in his pocket. He kind of like jiggled his hip like, ooh. Did you see that? I don't think it was his hip. He was jiggling. I Yeah, but. I don't. I don't know. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. He's going to like. He's going to tell on us, dude. Hey, Dan. Yeah. If you don't like me not paying for pizza, quit fucking buying it. You piece of shit. It, it's okay, dude. I don't mind. All right? Guys, uh... It's cool. Everybody's got to eat. Quit buying it. That's what I'll tell you. You're going to buy it, you're going to bring it here. I'm going to fucking eat it. <laughs> Guys, I just, uh... I just got off the phone with somebody. Um, Kron, what's wrong? Your face is... Actually well, has color now. Well, it's to kinda... start, Bones... You should definitely pay for pizza, but that's not what we're here to discuss. Quit, uh, quit buying it and bring it into the fucking store. I got some bad news. You're fired? Can, you guys should both sit down. I'm already sitting down. I just cleaned this bench. I mean, countertop. It's, guys, jo- I'm going to jo- use it as a bench. Jody died in a car accident. Who's Jody? <laughs> Who's Jody? He's the new guy that was starting here today. Uh, <laughs> we just went over this. Oh. So how? So Jody died in a car wreck. Jody died in a car wreck. Jody 
And Jody was starting at the store. Today. Yes, today. He today was going to be a new employee. Day. He was on his way here. He died in a car wreck. Who called you? Yeah. Coroner. You were Jody's emergency contact? <laughs> yes. Dude, I... Listen, I did the interview process. You really hit it off, huh? I didn't want to say this in front of you guys, but I I kind of felt like Jody was my brother. Damn, dude. Here I am thinking I was like your brother, dad. Dude. With my long hair we, and my cool car. Well, it's Dan's we, cool car, but I drove it mostly because he can't drive stick, but... Do we got to like go look at the body? Well, we're going to go to the funeral. We're going to be respectful. Why? Why? Jody died in a car wreck, dude. Okay, Jody died in a car. Who? I don't fucking know Jody. You He's interviewed like my him. Big you brother. I talked about him all the time. This, this is bullshit. the first time I'm hearing about Jody. I Which, hate going ways, to fucking funerals. T- I don't terrible name. Where? Do you guys even have a suit that'll fit no. either of you? No. God damn it. My arms are too big. I got too buff since the last funeral. Jody was planning to bring in pizza today. Ah, oh, fuck. That's a bummer. Jody's he had a nice him in the guy. car. Oh, damn. So Where's it at? How close is it? How do they know what's blood and guts and pizza sauce? I don't know. I, I think the coroner did a taste test at the scene. So he could be alive. No, he's dead for sure. Okay, he's not just covered in pizza sauce. No, his head came off. You were very... Oh, all right. Asked and answered. You think Jody's real? Well, not no. anymore. <laughs> I think he's making this up. Dude, he died in a car. I, he died in a car wreck. Maybe it was just like a power move to make us feel bad. And he we got this he got this far into the whole scheme and has to kill Jody off. It's one of those like to be, TV shows you're but, writing again. But to be fair, Toothy Tina turned out to be real. She wasn't just a ventriloquist girlfriend from Canada. I don't lie to you guys. Okay. So who's buying pizza? I can't even think about that right now. I think I think Bone should probably pick up this one. I'll, I, I'll get you guys tomorrow. I got it. I got I'm it. all shook up from Jody. I got it. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. I got it. Don't worry, guys. You're not going to starve. Because this week on Five Day Rentals, it's Phantasm 4, Oblivion. hands it's like the bud bowl those those two budweiser's smashing yeah. into each other could we do the bud bowls on a box set is it just like commercials commercials no they didn't didn't they actually do full-blown games what were the games? It was beer cans against each other? Yeah. It was like 3D animation 
glass bottles that were that would play football. I guess All I right. remember that. Fine. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> and we could do a puppy bowl. No. And we could I'm do a lingerie not. bowl. I wouldn't have enough fluid left. <laughs> After the puppy bowl? Yeah. Medrooling which, too much. Which one? Which, which one really got you, Tron? <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Start the episode. I guess you better pick it Start for the, the box episode. set if you want to find out. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Five Day Rentals. We are the video store podcast but tonight we're knocking another one out of the box set we're currently doing the phantasm franchise and we're doing phantasm 4 oblivion tonight from 1998 i'm laundry dan i'll be taking you through this uh trip through the desert but i can't do it alone as always my two good buddies are with me, my Reggies and life, Bones and Cron Howard. How are you? What's up, dude? Uh, Bones, right here. Insert some of my outtakes from Phantasm One from our record of that. Oh, I'm only planning on talking about twenty minutes worth this episode, and then just rehashing all of my mind blowing questions. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Did Jody die in a car wreck? <laughs> we're going to find out, I think. I think we're going to get the final answer. Do you tonight. think he did? What happened? I don't... I still think there's some answers in five, maybe. Here's the thing. If, if no one in Phantasm 5 says... Jody died in a car wreck. I'm giving it zero stars. <laughs> Does I, I? I haven't even read. I don't know. I know nothing about five. I'm excited to go to five though, because you loved this one. I I had a decent time with this one. I didn't mind it. I did get that five. I thought. Oh, this is the one that Dan's going to really like. And I don't know I th- why. I don't know if it was the steampunky Civil War shit that you <laughs> fucking love. No, I mean... Like, I'm I a little know. upset you didn't come to the record with your goggles on. I'm, I tried steampunk. It's too hot for me. You were always in that fucking balloon. I think yeah. you, were, you were always you were focusing late. on the on the steam too much. Yeah, yeah. I should have went more punk. Yeah, but you know, you know what's what's a Joey Ramone to do? Yeah, I don't know. yeah. And Dan, I'm extremely grateful that you drew the short straw and had to do notes on this one because, brother, I am. I always do. I'm lost. I mean, three wasn't I, a walk in the park. Shut up, Cron. <laughs> three had a lot of weird shit in it uh three's far more straightforward than this thing you know what dan i i like this one too thanks Cron. buns did you like oblivion 
It was a, it was tough. This one was tough, man. I um I get the sense that this was probably made for very little money. And considering how much extra I'm I'll say this. It's impressive the footage that they had remaining from the original Phantasm. And some of those sequences, I'm quite pissed, were not in the original Phantasm. That hanging sequence is fucking cool. Didn't Dan say on one that the original cut was like yeah. three hours? Yeah. So I'm guessing this footage just stuck with him forever, and he was like, how do I... Did he start with the footage and then decide, well, then I can make it for cheap? Or did he, I only have $800,000. Let me use some old footage. They had recently found it. It was lost for a while. Where'd it it go? Was it buried? Uh, It didn't say, but they said that he knew it was out there and didn't know where it was. And then finally it resurfaced and he was like, oh, shit. It must have been protected because uh, it's an incredible picture quality. I just got to re- retrace my strip, my steps through these portals. I can find it. I fucked Which up I, every word of that sentence. <laughs> Welcome to 5A Rentals. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I, did yeah. say to, I did say to myself uh, at first, I, uh, when I was watching, I was like, Man, this fucking de-aging technology is getting out of hand. <laughs> I caught a little shot at De Niro. He was on the street. Yeah, but he was LA. like a, just slowly kicking somebody. <laughs> he was like a six-year-old that was buying ice cream from Reggie. I'm going to be a famous actor one day. I'm sure you are. You got a bump up? You got a bump up? Is that Call a Call me Bobby. No, that's just chocolate. Uh, yeah, they did say the footage was found, but they did say the dagger was from the original movie. And I'm like, well, how do you keep the dagger and not know where your footage is? It's <laughs> cool-ass dagger, dude. I bet keep, Don Coscarelli carried keep, it around every keep day. Keep a blade close, motherfucker. Yeah. You never know. I made Phantasm. People are coming after me. I'm keeping this thing. Pissed off the entire fucking funeral industry. It's not really like that, guys. There's no balls here. Go home. How bummed would you be in the early 80s? Your grandfather dies. You go walking around the mausoleum. And there's no balls chasing you. Would you guys freak if you went into one like today? Like you what gotta would I, think what would I wear? I have nothing to wear. <laughs> Did you hear that? Can we just lower the dress code on funerals, please? My anxiety would go down 15%. I don't know. I mean, somebody died. You can put a tie on, you know? They're not going to see it. Yeah, but it's just kind of... <laughs> I've seen you in this. Every day that I've known you, you could at least, uh, you know... People used dressed to get up a little. dressed up to get on an airplane. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now we wear pajamas. Stuff. So what's the next thing that we're just going to like 
downgrade? Uh, I mean, I've seen some kids working at Walmart. Yeah. I mean, I've work in pajama I pants and a hoodie. Barely wore a suit when I got married. <laughs> I had boots on. Well, that's because you, you were you dressed up. Are you dressed up more for my wedding than your own wedding? Yeah. <laughs> Renting <laughs> your groomsman suit cost me more than my <laughs> wedding attire. That's why I don't pay for pizza, by the way. Just in case one of us dies. No, it, I paid like 350 bucks to rent that fucking suit. You kept it though, because you're like, oh, you'll die, and I'll wear this to no. the funeral. I I thought I was gonna rip those fucking pants. It wasn't three. It was like a hundred and twenty bucks. I don't remember. In my twenties, it may as well have been a thousand, <laughs> dude. I'm sorry for that. We're still together though, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, life. how does that work? If you do, I get that money back for real. If you, yeah, if we, if you divorce, you have to, yeah, reimburse that money to your groomsman. Question: I got married, no registry. Am I allowed to drop a registry now? Like, oh, hey, I got married over COVID. I knew times were tough, so now I want. Now we're doing our registry now that the economy's back. Windows closed, dude. Fuck. Mm-mm. I think no. You got married no. in another state, correct? This is bullshit, dude. Listen, and you you never had the celebration for all your local family and friends, which is still then a conver- you drop it. Still a conversation because you're still in the game. We got bro. married during COVID, so we we she often brings that up. Like I would still like to do something. I'm like. I we guess you can. By- you could do a registry, but you also have to like rent a venue and provide food and entertainment for three hours to. Okay. And to an do open that. bar. Yeah. Okay. Fuck all that other shit. Just do open bar. Okay. I could drink more than my gift cost. So. I will. Yeah. Well, I'm not putting anything on the registry cheaper than. Like I'm gonna figure out the split. Okay. I'm not gonna bet, lose money on it. I bet I could beat it. <laughs> I mean, Crown will beat that. I can rent out like a community center. All right. Yeah. Just Dixie cups. <laughs> Beer pong table. And, yeah, and the open bar is just a few <laughs> kegs and some box wine. PBR. All right. I'm doing half half beers, Pat half wines all ribbon. night. <laughs> all right. Enough about weddings beautiful weddings and marriages that we have there's actually ladies that love us it's weird huh yeah they shouldn't you think they got balls in their boobs i hope not that's scary i know, I've, scary. I know I've, been, scary. I've been checking every goddamn day now <laughs> smart but gotta do that phantasm I, check baby i got a magnet that i hold over her while she sleeps <laughs> She does have a pacemaker though, so I hope that doesn't fuck with it. Uh, he Start was in the shaking room. and shit in the yeah. bed. 
If he wasn't a perv, that would have never happened. Hey, she never learns. Far out, he says, and yeah, at, takes that as uh, an invitation. At this point, you should suspect that the one other woman in town is <laughs> evil. I do think they try to imply like that he's a little hesitant, right? When he comes out of the rest stop and she's there, like, and then when he pulls up next to her, I feel like, or is he just being a, a horn dog? I think he gets a look at these chicks and he's like, fuck it. I'll risk it. Yeah. <laughs> this is my situation. I might as well try. I mean, according to the exposition, everywhere they go, the towns are just nothing. Nothing right? left. So it's up to Reggie to repopulate the planet. Mm-hmm. That's he's, what he thinks. He's a soldier. <laughs> just a guy doing my job. Come here, baby. Hitting on every piece of strange wool I come across. (laughs) All right, y'all. This is the box set, so um, we won't be doing Rate My Letterbox tonight. We're almost done here. Uh, We got one more left. There's Uh, only five five. in this series. Five and a half for me. Uh, One more left. Uh, What's it called? Phantasm Ravager Ravager Yeah Okay Yeah So that'll be next Because of the V Mm. Yeah they did that With this one With the Roman numeral four I think a Phantasm Vagina Would have been a (laughs) The way to go Uh, What did he Originally call it Phantasm Four Infinity and then it was changed to oblivion in post production. All right, guys. You guys ready? Any more thoughts on Phantasm 4, Horny Reggie, Weird Mike, Bald Jody? No? All right. We start off with Mike. He is driving away from the events of Phantasm 3, The Lord of the Dead. Could He's you driving re- there. Could you recap three for us real quick? Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, he's driving a hearse through a, the, a creepy graveyard here. We got fog and all that. Dan, could you recap parts one through three real quick? Uh, just go back and listen to uh, the, the box set by Five Day Rentals. They'll take care of you. We cut to a funeral home corridor. Where the tall man is walking towards us with two balls following him. Not his own in the air. Uh, Mike continues driving. They belong to him. Oh, yeah, but not like his actual testicles. It's an additional set of balls. I feel like you need to explain when you say two balls. Everyone's like, oh, he has balls out. You're like, no, no. Yeah, but I usually don't say my balls are following me. Unless I'm running, like, real fast. Yeah. And, Dan, I don't think you have to say two balls. I think when you say balls, a pair is, that's default. I think that's true because a dude with one ball will always tell you he has one ball. Were we ever in that situation where a guy told us he had one ball? I think we were. Okay. A, you asked me a question. 
to then answer it. So I'm seeing if it rattled. You, I never I, hung out with no I one don't, ball, man. I feel like I would remember a guy with one ball. Never mind. That was just me. Okay. Did I never you see told it? you about that? No, I did not see it. He was a gay man in the Navy. This doesn't, this story is going. How do you lose his ball? For our country. <laughs> Got a call on a tripwire. Penny Smasher might have been there for this story. I'll ask him on Sunday. Well, we'll, we'll get back to the one yeah, bald Navy He guy. won't tell us because he doesn't come into Discord anymore. Mm. Like the other half. He will now that you said that for like a day. <laughs> He's like, I can't keep up with it. I'm like, either can I. <laughs> okay. It's not that hard. You open the hat and you go, hey, this is a fun episode. Thank you. It's easy. I said, I said, Penny Smasher, ours is easier than a lot of the other ones. <laughs> Tell you that much. A lot of content out there. I can't tell you how many times I think about just deleting three of those channels. It's like, what's the point of having separate channels? Just, just one. I mean, just I call it Kron's Playground. I think we should add casually thirty more. <laughs> All right, Mike continues driving. Uh, we get some flashbacks here. Of Phantasm 1 and 2. Maybe 3? Was there any from 3? I wasn't sure. Nothing uh, Nothing stuck out to me as being okay. from 3. That doesn't mean it, it didn't, but... I mean, except for the stuff that's like picking up on Reggie's story from the end of 3. Because they okay. come to him where he's like stuck to the wall. Yeah. You know. And they also... Yeah. But they also use scenes from later in the movie. Like when they say Jody was killed in a car wreck, they show the explosion from later in this movie. I thought it was a house oh, shit, exploding yeah. from... I don't no, recall... Because they do show a car. They show they the, do show they show the, the house police at the car. very end. They do show the house, but they show the police car that Reggie blows up with the zombie cop. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> Tricky ass Don. All right, we get flashbacks of the tall man's face. Uh, and through these flashbacks, Reggie tells us a quick story of the tall man and Mike and Jody and where everybody is. Uh, Reggie calls himself a soldier. Uh, Reggie explains that Mike fled into the wastelands to escape the transformation that was taking place inside of him. His only hope is to uncover the mysteries of the tall man. All right, we pick off, or we pick up right where Phantasm Three left off with Reggie covered in balls in a tall man's lair. I think they changed his shirt. I don't think they you kept think? the Phantasm Three shirt. It, I think it was more purple in Three. It's more pink in Four. I think they reshot this. Can I you confirm this? I bet no, did I didn't too. go back and watch they, the end of three. Back to the Future 2'd it? Yeah. The tall man comes in. I love Elizabeth Shue, but I definitely uh, appreciate the original. 
It's no knock on shoe, but we're never going to talk about Back to the Future on this show. Sorry, she's in she's in Hollow Man. Yeah. So is Rona Mitra. One or two. One. Okay. She's the poor woman that has the is cursed to live across from him. No one has ever named the people from two ever again. Christian Slater. Besides him. Name one other person in in Hollow Man 2. Peter Facinelli. Peter okay. Facinelli. Name the lady. The, lo- the, the giraffe. Gazelle lady with the neck. Yeah. When I was putting the pictures together, there's one, yeah, and I was like, yeah, it's, that thing looks like a liquor bottle. That combo <laughs> of photos that you put together. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst one I've ever made, and then I was like, this might be the best one. It's I've bad, ever but in an incredible <laughs> way, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Not a lot to choose from, I will say that. All right, the tall man, he releases the balls. Well, he's hollow. Like, you could have just posted a black photo. Mm -hmm. A clear cube. I had the one of Christian Slater, and my original was, by the time it took you to read this, was how long Christian Slater was in this movie. And I was like, that's too much to read. But My suggestion to you would have been a snippet from the Paris Hilton sex tape. (laughs) Like in the... I've never seen it, but I'm guessing it's like maybe like a green night vision or something. It's not worth it. Okay. Save your money, Bones. What sex tape should I seek out, Cron? China's. Because the Hogan one we can't find anymore. China and X-Pac. Who? China and X-Pac. From the WWF? From Degeneration X. I thought Degeneration X was Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Oh, wow, dude. You were like surface level DX knowledge. Or am I OG DX? You didn't know? Yeah. Your ass better call New Age Outlaws. There was X-Pac. There's Uh, China. I know who helped inadvertently name Degeneration X. Do you know that? There was Mike Tyson for one day. Who helped name Degeneration X? Uh, Ric Flair? Uh, Brett Michaels. Not Brett Michaels. Uh, yeah. No, nice. Brett, Brett Hitman Hart. He was like talking shit, you know. They were like in the locker room and they were doing the video feed thing. And he called, he referred to Shawn Michaels and Triple H as degenerates. And they were like, degenerates? We're degenerates? Are you a degenerate? Blah, blah, blah. And then Shawn Michaels was like, yeah, that's right. We're to Generation X. Grew out of a throwaway line. Thank you, Instagram. Hey, um, how was Dune 2 last night? I only watched the first Dune. I did not stay for the Dune 2 uh, special event thing because I want to. I saw a trailer. That's all I want to see. Was there like a clip afterwards? I'm not sure what it was. It was just, I don't know if it was an extended trailer or interviews or what. So 
credits started to roll, and Sam and I stayed long enough to hear some ta-da, like score stuff and laugh. And then we awkwardly had to step over a very large man who was in the aisle seat. I'm a sandworm. And then while (laughs) my left leg was in between his legs because I had to fucking hurdle over him, he was like, "Uh, do you know when the next one comes out? I was like, what? He's like, do you know when the next movie comes out? And I was like, I think it's in March. And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I guess you were just being nice. I shouldn't shit talk you, but you're very large. And you could have stood up and got out of the way. But uh, Dune was incredible on the IMAX. It's a subpar IMAX, uh, quite honestly, but it was like watching it for the first time. You mean the screen you saw it on is yeah. subpar IMAX? Yeah. Okay. In in the area, this IMAX is considered to be quite shitty. Same theater has a super screen with DLX or whatever that's far better. And then the Alamo Big Show is substantially larger. But sound was great. Effects hold up. Jason Momoa really popped this time for me, like his performance. Josh Brolin has such little short arms and short legs. It looked really funny when he was running. Uh, yeah, just secured a five-star for me. It, what a picture. It's going to be fun. Penny Smasher and I are watching The Zone of Interest on Sunday. So we're going to make Dune 2 plans. Do we need another World War II movie? Do we need I'm, another one? I'm looking forward to it. When I was we, like, I'm when are we forward gonna, to an Auschwitz movie. Like, when are we going to stop? I don't think that... Isn't that one like... That's not the main thing though, right? It's the family that's like outside of Auschwitz. You never go in. You never see anything. Yeah. So that is the zone of interest, but we're outside of it. I don't, you get, I don't know what the title means. <laughs> but you get clues. Not clues, but you see things. The terror is in the background, I guess. And it's oh, mostly. It's a, who, it's a whodunit? No, we know who done it. <laughs> yeah. And not to downplay the atrocity, but I'm just a little annoyed by World War One and World War Two movies. There's other wars, guys. The French-Algier War. We just talked about that before the record. That's the Battle of Algiers. I want to know. What happened? You can check it out. It's streaming on the Criterion channel. You could uh, go to a library and (laughs) check out a book. Or somebody could take eight months in pre-production, production, production, post-production. There's a podcast. Slap out that there. baby together, throw it on Tubi. Well, if you send want me new, a link, if you want different war movies, I mean, you didn't go see Napoleon. That's true. I want to. I want to watch the extended version. <laughs> it's Ridley Scott. I know better. I'm trying to think of another war movie, Cron. Saving Private uh, Ryan. Well, that's World War Two. Yeah, you you just said you don't want any more of those. Oh, you mean another war movie outside of? I just thought he said. Couldn't think uh, of another Full war Metal movie. Jacket, Last of the Mohicans. 
Platoon, Casualties of War, Forrest Gump. Is Forrest Gump a war movie? It's got like a war scene. It's more of like a story of Gump. I don't know. All right, small man, your end approaches. Oh, dude, don't say that about Gump. Gump is a titan, dude. Take great care of how you play the final game. It begins now. So it's a tall man and the balls exit. And we get our title sequence here. We continue with Mike. He's writing to Reggie on the on his whereabouts and says, please don't come and find me. Kind of irresponsible to write and drive. Like, how is he sending these? That's a great question. The infrastructure in all these towns has disappeared, so... Well, he can't do it telepathically because Reggie doesn't have a ball. You think he portaled and like gave it to him and was like, don't talk to me. Read the letter. You didn't see me. Maybe Reggie just like found all the notes at the end of the movie. So it should have been Reggie reading them, right? Yeah, that would have made more sense. <laughs> yeah. He could have, um, maybe Mike would stop and he would like draw and chalk on the road like the profile of a sexy lady and she'd be pointing at a rock and underneath that rock would be a a letter because Reggie's obviously going to stop for that. So kind of like a blacktop how Meatloaf uh, directed our, I don't even remember his name. The comedian, our Canadian yeah. comedian. Man, you put Meatloaf in Phantasm. Phew. Like, how come that didn't happen? Boy! (laughs) Meatloaf as the tall man. All right, Reggie, he remembers the last perfect day before the tall man came back in uh, Phantasm 1 hometown. That's pretty much him just fucking being a thief, honestly. (laughs) Reggie just... Looks in his rearview mirror and <laughs> the fucking like humble smile that he gives is an Oscar winning performance, I think. I mean, that kid is stealing <laughs> your profits. I don't know if I would fucking whip that ice cream truck around. Yeah, he and... can take it out of his ass later. Yeah. He knows where that kid lives. Like, yeah, his brother's going to die in a car accident. I'm going to have to take care of this guy. Sometimes you just give your friends food and you don't make a fucking deal out of it. You feed the hungry. Yep. Maybe they do a lot for you in other ways. It'd just be nice if they once bought the pizza. (laughs) The next day, the tall man shows up in his hearse and runs over a dog. All of a sudden, Jody pops up and asks what has become of his brother. So is that like a mesh-together sequence? Like they shot Tall Man in the hearse because I don't remember. I know that Jody and Michael, like we saw scenes in the first one with Michael driving, but I don't remember them coming across the hearse. I don't. I honestly don't remember a dog getting ran over in the first one. No, that doesn't happen in one. But it's been five months since we watched it. So 
I feel like the stuff of them in the car and the stuff of the tall man might have been leftover footage, and they did cobble it together with some new shots of a kid and a dog. Okay. Because it looked pretty good. Hmm? Yeah, I think the way they incorporate all the footage from one is, is decent here. Yeah. I mean, it works in the story, but... I mean, it's the same thing with this entire series. Uh, when you get to the end of it, like, it doesn't really make sense. It, like, he's kind of formed it in a way that it works, but it doesn't explain much of anything. We'll get there, Kron. I think we get a little bit more of the of the puzzle. You're pretty confident. Yeah, it took good notes, maybe. Now, reading that is another story. I just wrote down bits about uh, weddings. I don't want to give away the the rest of the bits that I wrote down. Come on. No. All right. Mike explains what happened to Jody for uh, the fourth time, I think. Fifth time, maybe. At least. This is Jody mystery is... (laughs) Need to hire a fucking detective or something. Uh, He turns into a ball and fucks off. Mike almost smashes into a big rig. He's thinking about this. He's writing and driving. Dies in a car wreck. Mike almost did. He loves his brother so much. (laughs) Wants to die the same way. Mike sees an old lady sitting next to him. She starts laughing. Is this real or fake? I think that's the lady from one, right? Yeah. The old uh, like fortune telling lady. Supposed to be, yeah. Who is married? Who is married? Well, I saw. I I knew that too. No, I Bones want some credit. Bones. Bones is just picking up on no, what I said. No, no, no. Because she shows up later at the plantain, plantain, the plantation or whatever. Uh, so is she related to the tall man? I she is since they were married. I thought husband and wife, yeah. Ugh. Or maybe like his mom. Don't, I don't say oh. What? Old people need love too, man. Mm-hmm. That's nasty. Watch Except kind of a short, round lady go at a big, skinny, tall guy. I mean, that's like the Bud Bowl where it's the—it's uh, like putting a can up against a bottle. Read that Bud Bowl here. <laughs> so this episode's gonna. There's gonna be. 45 seconds before Dan's intro then for that to make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Back with Reggie. He's doing some maintenance on the Cuda, which is always around for some reason. Nobody's Mm -hmm. fucking stole this thing. Well, it's already exploded three times. I mean, (laughs) this, I, now this, I can kind of argue is a different Cuda, right? Cause it is in the third. Where does he keep getting them? In the, no, it's the same as the third one. But in the third one, is it the third or the second one where they imply that he's been repairing it? Second? There's a scene in the first one, too, though, where Mike is working on it, right? Is yes. it Kuda, Jody's, or Reggie's? The first one was Jody's. I think this was, this is Reggie's way of dealing with the trauma of having lost Jody. In a car wreck. <laughs> if he can the rebuild car. a Cuda, maybe he can bring Jody back. 
Well, we have Jody as a ball, and everybody kind of seems annoyed with him. Were we robbed of a Phantasm series where the ice cream truck was their main ride? Yes. Through the franchise? Yes. I mean, Jody could have just kept him frozen in there. Wasn't that the end of two? It's the end of three. three. They figure out. How the fuck did he come back from that? Because they move one of the lurker bodies. Oh my, we're so fucking unqualified to be talking about this shit. Um, Are we? Or was it the dude who made this? I think he comes back at three, though, right? Well, he like column steps a, out. Ag- column he steps B. out again, and he's like, "Boy." <laughs> I think it's a a different tall man, though, right? Or is that the end of this one, three. where another one just? <laughs> Well, it's like they freeze him in three, but then he also comes back out. And he's like, this is never over, boy. His ball didn't like bust out of his head and then break out. Why do I have that in my head? Maybe. Well, doesn't Mike get a ball out of his head at the end of three? Oh, Mike gets a ball out of his head in this one. Yeah, he realizes, well, also at the end he, of three, realizes he's got- he has a ball. That's why he leaves. We don't even remember fucking three. <laughs> this shit is too complicated. I agree that dude. that's a problem with the franchise. When you keep showing the same scenes over and over. All right. All of a sudden, a ball comes floating in. It's Jody. Uh, Reggie tells him to fuck off, man. He's not He's not helping him find his brother anymore. He's tired of this shit. Jody says his only he's his only friend and he wishes things would have turned out differently. Uh, we get some flashbacks of the three of them together at the beach, jamming, drinking some Dos Equis. I don't, yeah, but they're this, all current age. This isn't a flashback. <laughs> this is a what might oh, have this been. Is, yeah, this, this is, is like a what might have reality. been yeah, if Jody maybe, hadn't have drove drunk. Maybe it's the end of five. Fuck. <laughs> We'll get to it, but Reggie, when he is in the hotel room with Jen, his hair looks like he washed and like conditioned it. Uh, it looks inc- it looks immaculate. It looks immaculate in the the what if scenario where they're drinking on the hood of the car too. It's easy to grow it that long when it starts under your ears. All right, Reg says yeah, that he's those, done. Those hairs are 50% more powerful because <laughs> there's nothing up on top. Yeah, they've absorbed the yeah. the top hair. Reg says he's pretty much done with all that. Jody says he's going after Mike and points Reggie in the right direction to find Mike. Well, I guess I know where I'm going. Uh, Mike continue his his journey, uh, but the tall man appears in uh, the back seat of the hearse and takes control of the car. Uh, the coach speeds. I think it's the or the the hearse that speeds by the cop. Uh, the tall yeah, man. Ex- yeah. I think the hearse goes by it, but then the cop stops Reggie later. Yeah, but that's I do what think I it's, thought was weird. I do think it's the hearse that goes by it initially. 
is him calling the coach or the hearse a coach? Is that like a subtle hint to the that he's two hundred years old? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I've never heard a, a hearse referred to as a coach. Uh, the tall man explains he's taking Mike on a journey. I just know I see a hearse and I freak out. I'm like, I got nothing in my closet. I hope that's not for me. Nobody I know. Nobody I know. I'm like, do I really need to stop? I don't know the person. What do you want to be buried in then, Bones, if you don't have a suit that fits? I don't want to be buried. Well, I want to be buried, but I just I want to be in one of those FBI farms. All right. Where they just throw your body out so they can test, you know. So deer can eat you? I see you as kind of laying there in like a like a barrel with suspenders on it. You better kick my ass over Niagara Falls then. If I, <laughs> if I went through all that effort to hollow out that barrel. That's going to be a lot. And of rivet crap. those leather straps on it. We got to sneak into Canada. We don't even, we don't have passports. There's an American side. It's just a lot shittier. You ain't sneaking. We don't even. You're not sneaking know. in. You walk across that border weekend at Bernie style. You and Cron on either side of me just carrying me through. They'll know what it is. They know you're not well, there for tomfoolery. You're here. Sorry, eh? Our buddy's drunk. Yep. They'll know. <laughs> that or I want to do that thing where you can uh, be put in a tree. Like where they grow a tree out of you. That'd be cool. Compost my shit, man. Put 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 my minerals back into Mother are, Gaia. Are we allowed to like hang I a wanna... tire swing and shit from you? Like, yeah, fuck with the tree all you want. It's fucking fuck piss. the tree. I don't care. I I don't piss, care. It's a tree. <laughs> the tall man explains he's taking Mike on the journey to his transformation. Mike says he still has Reggie, and he will follow me, and he will find me. The tall man says, "The tall man says, you have no one but me." And then he gets into the casket and disappears. The hearse speeds up on through the southwest nights of Death Valley. Oh, what if the casket was like a little car? Like, and he got in it, and, like, little wheels popped out. Yeah. And it, like, popped out of the back of the car, and he, like, drove off in it. Like a little Shriner. That would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. Put his hat on. <laughs> we went to the Shrine Moss here to see a perfect circle, me and a buddy. And we were trying to find a bathroom, and we ended up at their bar with, like, all the dudes they were like fucking pissed off. They're like, no, it's it's down there at all. I was like, God damn it. The Shriners are mean. You should be happier if you drive those little cars. Dan, you should join so you can fucking cruise one of those bad boys around. I can't, Cron. Because you're a Mason? In... No, I can't. <laughs> Was it the Masons I can't join because I don't believe in God? And then I was like, well, what if I'm a pedophile and I believe in God? And they're like, well, yeah, we still have to take you. And I was like, but you won't take me if I don't believe in God and I'm not a pedo? And they're like, yeah. I was like, you guys are fucked up, dude. 
Now get out from behind that little car. Get out. You're the not going to drive it. The link, Stan, will go to win a rhetorical question. What if I was a pedo? Mm-hmm. I would never say that. I'm just trying to prove a point. Like, you're going to let a dude in here that likes the, the ultimate no-no? Yeah, but you could have said, but what about a guy? That was me. <laughs> I'm going to put myself in the situation. I'm you got to make it personal, though. And they're like, no, no. You fucking atheist trash. <laughs> You're making a mockery of our fez hats. I can't do the secret handshake. Hey, man. Double-headed eagle. Ricky Gervais doesn't speak for all of us, okay? Is he a mason? No. He can't be. Should we join the masons? Maybe that's what our podcast should be. We join the masons and just give away all their secrets. I just want to drive the little car that the Shriners have. Well, we'll I don't get care. Drive. You, I don't you care get about into the Mason Masons. Shit. You get into the Shriners. Are those those little cars are for the kids though, right? No, no the old drive. guys drive around in them. They wear their funny hats and they drive around. Oh, I thought that was them just delivering the cars for the kids. No. No, it's them. It's the old dudes. Yeah, they drive those little cars down to the hospital, and they say, here's the money that's left after we bought these cool cars. <laughs> beep, beep, little bitches. Drive off. Take care of them children. I mean, cry, just built your own little car, man. No, I want one for free. <laughs> it's a cool hat, too. Yeah, you get a hat, dude. I can make you that hat. No, you can't. I roll up a piece of construction paper, put some horse hair on like the top. like an idiot. It looks dumb if as you're a, doing it by yourself. You gotta have eight other dudes. As opposed to that <laughs> really cool real Shriners hat. Yeah. Should I make you a hat that People says know I'm, I'm a Shriner, but it's fraud. not the cool hat? Yeah. <laughs> Mike goes back and checks the casket. We see red lights, but it fades into Reggie being pulled over by a cop from earlier. Reggie hands him his information, and the cop heads back to his car. Uh, the cop's taken forever here, and Reggie goes out to investigate. Uh, he finds the cop in the trunk of the car all fucked up. Behind Reggie is a big-ass zombie cop. The fight is on. Doesn't the real cop say, don't kill me? Yeah, he's got, like, really, like, his hands are huge. Because Reg definitely kills him like two minutes from now <laughs> i thought he said i thought he was asking for him to kill him i couldn't see i went that would make more sense but whenever i rewound it okay i was like i think he's saying don't kill me maybe i was putting myself in that situation where i would be screaming please god blow this yeah, car up if, if all the skin from my face was removed i would <laughs> ask anyone who would listen to kill me Should have been Robert Zadar in this part, playing this cop. Is they that couldn't, a maniac cop? They couldn't afford Zadar, dude. Reg gets into the cop car and locks the door. 
put in his no chin keys. when it fit in the trunk. <laughs> he makes the balls look way too small. <laughs> Which ones? Uh, he goes for the shotgun, but the zombie cop breaks through the window and grabs Reggie. But the cop is laying across the roof. So Reggie's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Shoots the shotgun through the roof into the zombie cop's stomach. Uh, Reggie sticks his head out to look to see what's going on. The cop throws up some yellow goo into Reggie's mouth. What do we think? Custard? This was, shot, this was shot five times. Yeah, I'd say pudding, yeah. No, no, I had to turn it off after this, though. Why? Because you're you disgusted? Dehydrated? No, I was just done. I was <laughs> done for the night. I got what I needed. Was it when he spit it out or when it went in? Uh, <laughs> let's just say the second night I only saw the spit scene. <laughs> Crying, you're supposed to either rewind the tape five minutes or fast forward it five minutes. Because if mm-hmm. somebody else puts it in you don't want them to know the moment that you finished Mm -hmm. he rewinds to the uh balls coming out of her chest they're like what the fuck (laughs) the old lady just laughing (laughs) yeah the tall man offering him lemonade i like guilt shaming (laughs) i got a tape recently off of uh ebay and when i put it in it was like when I took it out, it was, you know, half and half on the reels. And it was titties on the screen whenever Hell I Hell yeah. In. Yeah, he probably, yeah, he wanted to say goodbye one last time. <laughs> He's probably saluting. This, this treasure brought me a lot of joy. All right, our fight continues. Reggie gets the upper hand with a cop with, a, with his nightstick. Uh, he traps him inside of his car and puts a flare in the gas tank, causing a very large explosion, killing both the cop and the zombie cop. Looks great. Incredible mm-hmm. explosions in this movie. I mean, one thing you can't say about Don Coscarelli is that he doesn't know how to shoot an explosion. <laughs> I also. Our... Go ahead. Go ahead, Bones. I was going to say. While watching this, I also thought this dude's come a long way, man. There is some pristine staging filmmake. Like, you know, we goofed in that first episode that there was some really amateurish shit and then some stuff that really shined through it. And in this, I, I feel like everything's framed nicely. You know, I don't feel like he's crossing the line like fucking crazy or goofy setups or starting stuff too late or too early rather you know a lot of cheap movies will it's like oh you can tell that they fucking cut in his first step when they called action you know mm-hmm. this feels tight and to your point cron whether or not that combination of of editing necessarily works or makes the story cohesive i i at least feel like this is a movie which you can't say about a lot of straight-to-DVD or VHS stuff in the mid-'90s like this. I was just going to say, this is our first guy on fire in a while. So oh, it's nice a, to see. 
There's a cool shot too. I I don't know if it was the heat coming off the explosion, but it's like you see the guy on fire walking and then there's like a reflection of him in the opposite like it's like flipped upside down. Hmm. Yeah, it looked cool as well. Yeah. He did burn his feet, I think, while doing this stunt. Reggie? The no, the uh, stunt man. Oh, okay. Because I feel like Reggie's, the top of his head is probably the <laughs> thing that's most in danger. Oh, hey, Dan. Uh-oh. This, what's that you were saying? Now, okay, it, have we talked about this before, Nate? Burnt feet. Mm. A cooked foot is delicious. <laughs> that's But you illegal. don't want it burnt. Okay. Don't want it burnt. So when cooking a foot, do you adhere to steak and burger rules? Like is there is it rare? You put it in a real hot pan. Oh, I'm not talking about the method. I'm referring to the the scale of of its of its cooked throughness. Oh, like rare, medium rare? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's how you cook any meat. Okay, but it okay. Foot or fowl? <laughs> How did you ever? No, uh, I'm pretty sure fowl doesn't fall under that. I'm pretty sure you've never eaten very rare fowl. <laughs> Pink chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Let's see. Where it's been... were you? Where you got to eat a foot? Uh. Is he just pointing behind him over his shoulder? Have you right seen now? Hostel? Like, yeah, yeah, I think that's Europe. It's kind of like that. <laughs> I I figured you'd say saw or something, you know? Well, they just saw it off, though. They don't cook it. But you're not into the sawed-off foot. Well, I mean, if you're going to cook it, you can't cook a whole man just for the foot meat. <laughs> that's ludicrous. You don't leave like the shin bone attached. What do they call those like cuts of meat like a tomahawk? You do right above the ankle. Okay. Were you on Epstein's list? No. <laughs> he wouldn't have me. You weren't a footnote at the bottom? I sway him. <laughs> sway him to the island. What'd they do to you? Uh <laughs> they we're not happy to see me. <laughs> did they make you swim back or did they take you back? Bill Clinton was so mad. <laughs> now, I I feel like I heard that you were trying to get him to like tickle your feet. That yes. you were like, I'm a bad boy, Bill. You yes. should tickle my feet. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hell no. Yeah, you read the... I'm still working my way through the PDF. You read all the yep. all the evidence. Wait till you get to the cigar thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he tried to. He burned my little my little piggy. That's an honor, though, right? No, fucking dirtbag. Have we ever talked about <laughs> what Nate likes done to his feet? I don't know. It always seems one sided. So. You know? Do you receive? Uh, you kind of have to at some point. <laughs> Quid pro toe. 
quid quid pro toe. <laughs> exactly. You're on you're on fire tonight. Mm-hmm. Just like, like a foot that you like would that's eat. stuntman's feet, huh? Mm-hmm. Nate, um, Dan, Daniel, Kron recently took two to Tina out on a date. From what I heard, yeah, you cool with that? No. Af- after she asked you for a ride home, yeah, after yeah, she but fucking I fucking dissed you, dude. I left her at that Wendy's. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. Canonically, <laughs> are you ever gonna fight Kron? Um, yeah, but I'd like to do like a foot wrestling, like arm wrestling. <sighs> like the two legs. Well, you lock your toes together. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know if I could watch that. Well. I think Kron will beat you, though. He's got good legs. I think he's... He, he, I don't think he skips legs. Dan. What do you think of his legs? Kron, I, I'll, and his feet. I'll, you know what? Kron is very active. Kron goes to the gym almost as much as I do. You know, the guy puts in the work. He's been pretty yeah, dedicated he... the last twelve years, and I don't think that I've told him enough how proud of him I am. Okay, but is he doing foot day? Because I only do foot. Every day. day's foot day. I only do foot day. Yeah, that's your problem. I drop a 45-pound plate on my foot. <laughs> on ten reps, Ten reps each foot. <laughs> yeah, so your toes are all brittle and shit. No, they're so strong now. <laughs> Made hands. No, got... Yeah, get, get out of here, man. Get out of here before right, fucking Kron beats your ass. Kick hey, rocks. Thank you. thank you, love you. Ah. Kisses. That's probably a workout for him, though, kicking rocks. Yeah. Kron, you got a challenger, dude. Fucking weird. Who? Nate Hands. He's fucking pissed that you went back out with Toothy Tina. What, Look, he which, had his chance, dude. I by mean, the way, fucked up. I'd like to know how the rest of that fucking yeah. driving experience went. We'll have to follow <laughs> up on gentle, that later. A gentleman doesn't say, you know? Are we going to uh, buy in diapers? That's because the gentleman has nothing else to add, I'm guessing. Let's just say I might have heard a few new voices the other night. <laughs> Was it from the car next to you screaming for you to stop? Uh, I'm not going to go into too many details. (laughs) Was it the GM over the fucking announcement saying, this is a PG film? I'm a gentleman. Not going to say. The next morning, Mike wakes up to an overheating hearse out in the middle of the fucking desert. Mike walks through some of the mountains. We see some lurkers about. Is this the part where he goes through the like the 127 hours? Yeah. Little crack. I was like, damn. Wonder if he's gonna jerk off. <laughs> Does the guy do that in 127 yeah. hours? Yeah. Does he? Yeah. You don't remember that? He like watches. Because uh, he's got a video camera, and he had filmed footage with the two chicks that he hooked up with in that oh, underwater. Skinny dipped. I don't know if they skinny dipped. I think they were still in bikinis. But at like an hour in, he was like, "Damn, 
I got to knock off. That's weird. Yeah. He just, I mean, I, hey, he cut off. That's how he, I get it. That's how he spent an hour of the 127 hours. No, he only made it an hour in, and then he was like, I got to. Well, I'm here. I got to do something. Back at the hearse that night. He at least backed the tape up five minutes, though, because he was like, if I die, I don't want people to. (laughs) This is what I was looking at. Yeah. Mike pulls out the casket and opens it up to find a tall man's suit. Uh, Then he just chills in the back of this hearse and writes Reggie another letter. This guy's just finding suits, and I ain't got any to wear to a fucking funeral. You need to get with the tall man. He's in the biz, though, dude. I mean, you kind of got to wear suits. That's fair. It's his uniform. Yeah. Uh, Mike's not sure why he's there, but it feels like I'm at ground zero. This is him writing to Reggie. But he has plans to force him out tonight and take him down. Mike falls asleep. Uh, We see the tall man approach Mike while he's on a medical table. Let me release you from the imperfect flesh that ties you to space and time. All that is unknown will be known to you once more. The tall man opens up the side of Mike's face with some strange-ass medical device. Mike looks into the mirror and lifts up a piece of his skin uh, off of his forehead to reveal a silver ball. Almost a silver skull, I guess. Uh, Mike dreams on, and we arrive at a Civil War camp where the tall man is working on Mike. Uh, He does stick an embalming needle up Mike's nose. Uh, Mike jolts awake in the back of the hearse and goes and sees what's outside. I thought that this was kind of a cool effect because I'm going to guess that it's probably something that retracts, right? Whatever probe that they're sticking in his nose, you know, like a stage knife or something. But that would still imply that he's got to put something up there to catch it, right? Like thimble shaped. Mm -hmm. Like it's still, it would still kind of freak me out as an actor. I thought it looked good. Yeah. To have something stuck up there, you know? It's like, uh, you guys know the crew stunt that he did at the end of MI2 with the knife? Are you familiar how they did that? Was it no. with the knife the string or The whatever? knife to the eye? Yeah. Yeah. I still think that is, people are like, hey, he's on the side of a plane. Nah, fuck that. I still think the craziest thing he ever did was letting them hook a knife up to a rope that was the perfect length that it would stop millimeters from his eye yeah man scientology just you know changes you yeah i need to talk to you guys about that by the way but here's the thing though got a brochure if he had lost his eye it's quite possible that uh volo would give him a, a fucking eye that gives him a buff to see invisibility like in Baldur's gate three mm-hmm. i was gonna say there's no way he's um piloting a jet so we wouldn't have had Top Gun Maverick. He, he, I was I was gonna say he could have played Snake Plissken in the <laughs> reboot. And there you go. 
Tom Cruise. Got, Tom Cruise is going to have a cybernetic eye soon. I've gotten a little bit shorter. You know what? Fuck being Shriners, dude. Let's be Scientologists. We'll be way rich. Uh, I think you have to spend like a eight million dollars to reach level yeah thirty or whatever. So, Karan, once you get there, just call us in. It seems like a money pit. So the Shriners, you're spending money building little cars and buying hats. Yeah, I would Scient- much rather put my money into that. Dude. <laughs> Scientologist, you're you already got to be somewhat famous. Mm-hmm. And then you spend money to get a little bit more famous or get protected. Yeah, something like that. Or we can keep doing this podcast where we lose money daily and nobody knows us. Well, we could build a little car, the three of us. I would say for the amount of money we've spent on this podcast, we could have built a little car. Fuck, we made the wrong choice. Could have already bought a house where we just podcast out. I don't know if we could buy a house. We could buy a reasonably priced Hyundai or something. We could get a timeshare. We could get a van that we could live in and podcast from. And we could go on the road and we could find the 127 hours ravine. And the first one to jerk off wins. The van? Yeah. You get the keys of the van. And you don't have to buy <laughs> pizza ever again. Do I have to have my One, two, three, go. a ruck? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Mike sees a portal in the middle of the fucking desert. Back at the rest area. Reggie. Uh, the secret is that I was hard in the van before we got out. <laughs> <laughs> After taking a mean shit, Reggie does notice a, a very attractive blonde Reggie decides he's going to follow her. Everybody who sees this scene knows exactly what that rest stop smells like. Oh, yeah. It's a one-of-a-kind experience. You got dudes, like, brushing their teeth and washing their faces and shit. Mike decides to kill himself by hanging. And uh, he does this by... Tying a tree to the only tree that was helicoptered in and placed on the desert ground. Uh, he succeeds, but you the meant, tall man You meant is tie a rope to it. What did I say? Tie a tree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. He tied a little bonsai tree onto the <laughs> big tree. It's a weight. Uh, he sees the tall man approaching and he says, there is no escape from me. We get a flashback of uh, Mike running away from the tall man uh, as a child, but it's a trap. The greatest throw in human history happens as this noose goes through one of the branches of the tree and right onto the tall man's neck. Uh, The Kuda pulls out and pulls the tall man up the tree to hang him. It's Jody. Uh, He gets Mike and they take off. We cut back to see Jody hanging from the tree in the middle of the desert with the tall man looking on. Mike. Uh, go back. Mike. See Mike hanging. No. It's Jody. But Jody died in a car wreck. Yeah, Jody died in a car wreck, dude. It's Jody because I noticed on my 
note watch, I was like, that's not Mike. So if you go back and look, it's Jody Just that is hanging. Like a before. subtle little insert? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, whenever the tall man's just standing there. Unless I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't drinking that night, so must be true. Uh, back to the flashback. Young Mike hears the wind howling and the tall man saying, cut me down, boy. Mike goes to investigate. He approaches the tall man hanging. The tall man turns and says, cut me down, boy. Mike refuses and tells the tall man, or the tall man says, I won't hurt you, but you're killing the whole world. <laughs> he says, I'll go away and won't ever come back. Well, Mike believes this shit. He climbs up the tree and cuts the tall man down. Uh, the tall Part man really does. Doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, why would you cut him down? I don't know why he climbed the tree. It was hanging on the other end. He could have just went over. I mean, a child's brain. Uh, he's probably going, well, he's not dying from this. He felt bad. So I should figure out a way to make him die. I still, I think he should have whacked him a few times to see if he was full of candy. But yeah. if he was a real child... Yeah, throw that knife at him a couple times. And... <laughs> what kind of candy do yeah. you think Tall Man's got in him? Uh, it's definitely Werther's Originals. You don't think it'd be like Whoppers, like little balls? Mm. Original Tootsie Roll? Milk Duds. Original Tootsie Roll. Might it might be S tier, man. Maybe those really big jawbreakers. <laughs> yeah, that could work too. Man, I haven't had a warhead in years. Don't. That's why don't the roof of your me. mouth is all fucked up all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's the Nate Hands method. <laughs> uh, the top man looks up after he cuts him down and he says, Boy, we get a quick, quick cut to Mike's new snapping in the desert. And the tall man looking over him. I've been waiting for you for a very long time. And no, you may not take your own life. That's my domain exclusively. Come on, boy, we have things to do. He extends his hand. Mike reaches out, but then he looks over and sees a portal. And he says, fuck this, I'm running through it. And he does. The tall man says, careful what you look for. You might just find it. Uh, Mike approaches or appears in an old timey science lab. Uh, he starts to look around. He makes his way through this house that this lab is in and notices that there's somebody on the porch. Uh, this person gets up. Holy shit, it's a tall man. Uh, he's very nice and offers Mike some lemonade. Uh, the tall man does notice that Mike is not from around there and asks if he can. If he came through the portal, uh, Mike gets a little freaked out here. You're him. Uh, the tall man gives his name, Jebediah Morningside. Kind of fun to see a nice tall man after all this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he gets to act a little let, here. Yeah, let Angus get some range. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike backs up and into an old lady. This is the old lady that was laughing in his car. 
And as Kron referred to and Bones earlier, she is well, the, Kron first. She is the fortune teller in Phantasm One. Uh, the tall man says, "Don't leave. There's so much uh, that you can tell us." But Mike heads back to the lab where he appeared, but he can't go through the portal, so he starts the gears and turns it on, and it works. He appears back into the desert, but this time. There's a ton of portals. See, his so problem he, was is that he served lemonade and not sweet tea. Sweet tea would have keep strangers around. Shit. It is fucking Cam Hinkle, one of my favorite directors. About God Cam, how are you? dang time, boys. How are you? Well, huh. really, I mean, co-writer, right? Director. I, I guess he directed a couple movies. I've been behind the camera a few times. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're smoking again? Yeah. New year, new me. Hell yeah, dude. I see you switched like to it. the Virginia Slims. That's a that's an odd choice. I was doing hey, Camel yeah. Crushes for a while, but Cam, uh, I, I ain't got that finger strength I had. Seemed like a waste. What have you been up to, man? You've been been rocking hard on that new uh, Texas Chainsaw? It's tough. You know, it's that time of year. You know, everybody's, you know, we're just going through the sad. Right on. Did you make any you money know? off the video game? Didn't Excellent see, point, Dan. Didn't see a dime. Oh, shit. Did you, did you know there was a video game? Yeah, it just did that bad. We just... Huh. I thought people kind of liked that game for about yeah, a week. It was yeah, kind of popular. You don't make initial money. You know, it's DLC and stuff. Now that's what really brings in the money. Oh, they were like, we're canceling the Kim Hinkle character in the DLC. I had so many skins, <laughs> so many. <laughs> sure. Just you with a like a pack of Marlboros in your pocket and a, a pitcher of sweet tea. Of sweet tea. I, <laughs> There's a thousand different cigarettes, and I pitched that. I was like, "That's that's a thousand skins right there." Mm-hmm. <laughs> or use cigarettes as like a currency. Sure. Yeah. And somehow murder's fine, but you can't promote smoking. What are yeah, you yeah. buying in the Texas Chainsaw game? You got to upgrade the- your chains and your sharpeners and your masks, and you know you don't start off with a chainsaw. You you know, I I think they they pitch a bowling pin. You don't okay. just get you to be Dennis Hopper from yeah, two. You yeah. gotta earn it. You gotta work your way up, you know. Okay. Okay. Who's the like merchant? The chainsaw uh guy in two. I left that store. I walked out of that meeting because when <laughs> they said it won't be you, Kim, I that's crap. I said, you don't know what I've done for horror. You don't know what I've done for this franchise. And you certainly don't know what I've done for this country. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. You big uh, phantasm guy, Kim Hinkle? It's all right. I just, I like a straight ahead narrative. I like people to be lost. They get tortured. Okay. One of them gets away. What is wrong with that narrative? It's tried and true, dude. I mean, it's worked for years. It's worked. Okay. 
So now you got a guy going into the desert, another guy he's going to put on his old ice cream vent. He's going to put on his ice cream skin. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> what I is, mean, you what had is, a butcher and What is that? Texas chainsaw. Okay. Why am I afraid of a ball? It ain't got yeah, no. It ain't got no motor. If it does, it, I thought we were dealing with aliens. We might still be. We still got one more to go, man. Could open up this whole thing, and we might never recover. Kim, do you think Jody died in a car wreck? It's not a day that goes by. That I haven't asked myself that. Now, I, day day is wrong. It's usually my second to last nightly cigarette out on the porch. Mm-hmm. Most people, they you know, they'll flip a lucky in their pack, and I call that my Jody. <laughs> so when I'm smoking sure. that, I try to ask myself, did Jody die in a car wreck? I'll, I mean, you did. I'll be darned. I don't know. You did move your hand when you took a hit of that cigarette, and I did see your bracelet. It said, what would Jody do? That is what that J means, yes. Is it annoying, though, when you when you grab your Jody cigarette and then you end up lighting the filter? Because <laughs> you're, uh, you're already shit-faced at that point. I mean. <laughs> well, once you puff hard enough you burn through that filter so sure so it's a it's an initial bummer but two puffs and i'm through it and then it turns into the strongest fucking cigarette of the day excuse my language but yeah that wouldn't really i thank you jody for something i guess so the eternal question continues Kim, I'm just, I'm so glad you came back in. I'm so glad you're a fantastic. It's long fan. overdue, long overdue, and in this oh, type yeah. of movie, what? Who would have thought? But you guys just haven't yeah. had no, haven't had no sweet tea. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm sure there's another. I guess lemonade is close, but. But thanks for stopping by. And. uh you know, make it more often, please. Okay. So you're bummed that I don't come around very often, and then I do come around, and then you want to... I think we just want more Texas Chainsaws out of you, Mr. Hinkle. I mean... So which is it? Because I won't well, come back. I will No, we'll, need co- we'll cover back. them. We'll cover them as soon as they come I mean, out. I'm sure I could turn myself into some other sort of just named variation and show up every goddamn week, and people absolutely love it. And push my way in, you know. It's the red leave button. You got to hit that. No, I'm not Paul Verhoeven. I know how to fucking. You did it again. <laughs> I've been working with my sex therapist, trying to push through all this stuff <laughs> after my Illuminati fuck ring. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I decided I to come back for a season two. I, I kick I rem- it off. I remember that now that you mentioned it. <laughs> I'll DM you later. I got some questions. <laughs> And I got That's answers, but I, hey, the list came out, did it not? 
<laughs> well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't did. see Kim Hinkle on there. You didn't because I, I wasn't in there humping as Kim <laughs> Hinkle. Who do you think Doctor Wawa was? <laughs> oh shit, dude! <laughs> All right, you what, exposed. What my, sound does a goddamn enough, Kim? <laughs> what sound does a chainsaw make, buddy? Wah, 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 wah. I mean, that's straightforward <laughs> that makes, narratives write themselves. That makes a lot of sense because in the deposition, people kept talking about how Dr. Wawa was a chain smoker. <laughs> it's coming all together, man. Kim, you might be in trouble uh, after this. I don't know. Kim? Expand. Oh. Uh, just... Just what we exposed. Are you exposed? I mean, mm. what you've kind of identified yourself as the Doctor Wawa. Might be getting a call or a kick down. Well, I'll let them try to hang myself <laughs> in some goddamn jail cell. You won't take me alive. You think you I'm sitting on my porch feisty. at night unarmed? <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, you're down there. You live in Texas. That. You know, Epstein was up there in New York in fucking liberal America. Yeah. I got bear traps. Mm-hmm. I got Damn. bells on strings. Damn. It's so fucking right. loud at my house. <laughs> well, you stumble into half of it's those. It's annoying. <laughs> I should just get a ring camera and start smoking in the house. Mm-hmm. I figured you did. I mean... No. The smoking in the house. No. Not a monster. Well, it's really a it's a trailer, right? I mean. No, he got that Netflix if, money from the. Uh, if two trailers are put together, Cron, it constitutes <laughs> a house. So. He's got a foundation. Yeah. He built a little deck. If anything, on the front of I it. have more. Uh, how do you say? Opportunity because I could do it as an L shape. I could mm-hmm. I could do it like two Twix bars and just put a little tarp in between them. If I needed, well, would you would you go with? I went with a tarp. <laughs> I figured as much. Well, it's too much to get and, that truck and to one, back up and make a ninety. You know, one side is the smoking section and the other is non-smoking. <laughs> Used to be. Doesn't smoke inside. Yeah, I don't do that no more. I got a big ass porch, y'all. It's it's like a triple wide. That's all livable space. Well, it's not covered. It rain much. It's not Don't. covered. Okay, I recognize it's like a basement. You Just because you drug a it's bed not out a bedroom because it ain't got a livable. <laughs> all right, let him go. Stop fucking ripping on him for his house, Cron. Jeez. All right, Kim. Come back next week, please. See y'all. Love you. God damn. He was on one tonight. Star-studded evening. It's, it's late. Yeah, I mean, shit. All right. Uh, Bones, you just just missed Kim Hinkle. He had a lot to say. But uh, That's crazy. He's He doesn't come around that much. Yeah, he needs. We need him more in season two. I don't think people like him. I love him. They Can't just don't know him well enough. Yeah, I feel like he's got a rich history. You know, mm-hmm. like he does a lot of prep. 
like he comes in prepared and then is always throwing a curveball because I I've only ever heard it when I'm editing, but you know, and he's usually pretty good at like you know he he can hit a curveball. That's what I like yeah. about him, you know. Slippery little snake. Yeah. Speaking of slippery, I think we're going to take a pee break. Cool. Welcome back to the box set. We are uh, a little ways through Phantasm 4 Oblivion here. Had some special guests along the way. Love those guys. Um, I love that I get to be here for Nate Hands. It, poor Cron. We don't know if Nate sealed the deal. Nate, Nate left her at a Wendy's, dude. It's pretty <laughs> fucked up. That's kind of cool. I mean, at least it was a Wendy's. She could get something to eat. I had to pick her up. She was crying and shit. <laughs> so you're like everything else failed I'm gonna call Kron and he's gonna save me yeah compared to him you are a massive step up in more ways than one now let's see if Dan makes his move cause dude don't fucking don't talk to I, Toothy team cause you know I just I like our firebird that's it I don't like anything Fuck else. Fuck that, dude. Stop. That's it. I just like her car. I don't, I'm not trying You've to. Got, dude, you got fucking thin skin. She'll bite right through. I'm not trying. I don't like that many teeth. But if, okay? she, if she bites him regularly, he'll build up a tolerance. No, that doesn't work that way with skin. Reg and the Cuda continue to follow this blonde from earlier. Reggie pulls up alongside her. He kind of looks over at her. She sees a tortoise in the middle of the road and swerves, causes to flip her car multiple times. I guess Don had to write in something because there's no other drivers on the road at this point. She got a flat tire. (laughs) That would have made way more sense. Her tire blows out and her car flips. Her engine blows or something. Her transmission fails. Anything would have made more sense than a tortoise. They found it out there and they're like, we're going to use it. Wouldn't I, mean, it. I don't know if that's true. Wouldn't it have also made more sense if, knowing what we know, if he just came across her ha- having already wrecked and that yeah. was just a setup? Yep. I mean, we would have known he wouldn't have had took a shit in a rest stop bathroom. Well, you need that little meat cute. Him walking out, <laughs> mud ass. Feeling a few pounds desert. lighter. Uh, Reggie stops. He gets out. He breaks the window and pulls her through uh, right before the car blows up. It's a nice explosion here, like we said earlier. I thought that only happened in the movies. Me too. Uh, Mike is having a few mental moments here in the desert when he notices a scorpion's crawling on his leg. Uh, he uses his mind power to drop a rock on it. Then he notices a lurker nearby, and he moves his fucking boulder and smashes its fucking head in. 
Uh, Mike opens the hood of the hearse and starts to get some ideas. As this is happening, Jody shows up as a ball. Uh, asks what's going on. I've got some plans, he tells Jody. Mike asks what Jody is. I thought you were my brother, and Reggie said you died in a car wreck. Jody says that's a lie. Uh, so he Mike didn't a, die in a car wreck. So that's where we're at now, yes. Jody did not die in the car wreck. According Mike to the movie, I guess if you believe Jody, I mean. I mean, he's the one that died, so you kind of have to believe him. I never believed him. <laughs> Jody died in a car wreck, but, you guys. But was it, yeah, because when he shows up Shh, before, is Diablo he. Diablo spoiler. Is it truly Jody or is it just a ball presenting as Jody? Like, I, Or is it the tall man? Yeah. Who knows? I, I. I still think Jody died in a car wreck stays on the board. Yeah, it's it's still an unanswered question. We've yet to move anything yeah. over from column A to column B. <laughs> and quite a, honestly, after the 12th time they said it, I wrote it in permanent marker. So it's, I will say it that that is stay. the only question we have on that board. <laughs> I feel like it's the key to unlocking. Drum. Bring me something else, dude. It's the key to unlocking the entire series. And then we played that one game like mansion, house, apartment. Mash? Shack. Yeah. Oh, we gotta play Mash on Big Rigs Live. I'm taking an apartment. Can we call it Big Rigs Live? Like we're live in person. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, sure. Okay. It's Big Rigs Live. Get Big ready Rigs. for uh those episodes coming up at some point. Is this yeah, is this the we've been out, we've talked about it before, right? There's gonna be Coming soon, Big Rigs Live. Yeah, we're gonna do cruising and two to three other movies. <laughs> we're doing cruising. Maybe a guest. I don't know yet. Have you guys picked your movie yet? Well, I think I think the group pick is cruising, right? And then we each pick one from there. I don't want to. I just want to do a commentary to cruising. I don't want to have to watch it and do notes and talk. Like I want to condense. You're watching cruising. All of it. You have to watch. There's cruising. so many other shows or movies that have like infiltrated the zeitgeist of five day rentals. Why? Why does it have to be cruising? I guess because we talk about it almost. Okay, we also every other record. We also talk about Nolan movies. Why don't we just do one of those? I don't talk nah, about Nolan. I'd rather do cruising than Nolan. Mike has a flashback to Jody's funeral with his parents. Back in the desert, Mike asks if Jody is alive or dead. Jody doesn't answer this question. Mike says Reggie has always been there for me, but you. I can't trust. Reggie helps this blonde. Fucking dying in a car wreck, you idiot. Fucking What kind of big dude. brother does that shit? I, I'm not even going to ask. I know we talked about where the parents were. Where were the... They come back in it, this movie. He remembers like, them at the funeral. Yeah, yeah that's but where crazy. were they in one? 
I thought they were dead in one. They were dead because they go to the they they we see Jody go look at their um grave. Yeah. Because they're inside the, they were obviously rich enough to be inside. How the fuck do they die and they go to Jody's funeral? That's, Jody may have not died in a car wreck. But at the end of one, <laughs> hey, hey, Reggie move, tells us, move, move that tile back to column A, dude. This might be the craziest franchise. I have now underlined. Jody died in a car wreck for the fifth time. <laughs> Have you used red yet? <laughs> I had Crossed to. I'm out, out. Black, <laughs> I'm out of black. I'm out of black marker. Crossed <laughs> it out. Rewrote it. Well, to be fair, I only used it once, but Kron keeps sniffing it. Mm-hmm. Should that be the T-shirt, like Five Day Rentals, and on the back it just says Jody died in a car wreck? Question mark. It could be. I mean, make three of them. Nobody else would want it. We have been talking about a hat. Like a wrecker service hat? Mm-hmm. I'm walking. Some guy's like, hey, my brother's Jody. Uh, I, I can't explain this. He's potentially dead. You want it? I feel All like right, Reg- if you phrase it, did Jody die in a car wreck? That- I think it has to be Jody died in a car wreck, question mark. Okay. Que- question mark, two underlines. <laughs> it's going to well, sweep the nation like QAnon, basically. <laughs> and have old dudes in overalls and a camo Jody died in a car wreck hat. We got to ask DK when he's on. He's gonna. He has such pressure. I think I might have cats just out of the bag. This whole thing. Phantasm expert DK will be joining us for Phantasm. We're gonna. Five. We gotta ask him though if uh, Jody died in a car An entire hour of that episode will be him explaining all <laughs> of the shit we don't understand. <laughs> and to be fair, he it's his like favorite series, so he's seen it multiple times. It'd be like Kron going on a show and explaining Puppet Masters or Maniac mm-hmm. Cops or Raising Kane. What about me? Uh, J- JFK. <laughs> Same time, Kron. Jody helps this lady collect some of her belongings from this car explosion. Her oh, I guess we Jenny. don't. I don't get one. We just yeah, skip right past that. That's fine. Would be, I get, uh, get so like left die out. hard. Nah, because I'm not. No, it'd be like one and three. Like, that's all that matters. It'd be like the whole Batman lore. No, I know the film lore. I'm not. There's Maybe 007. Uh, 007's up there. Yeah. That or Mission Impossible. Yeah. And I think he would do a really good job on Fast and Furious. He doesn't think that he would, but he would, I think. What? As far as what I know? Yeah. And oh. John Wick. I think you could do John Wick. John Wick's getting up there. Um, I've been waiting on a 
John Wick 4 rewatch. Because it has to be at a time where I can have it up loud enough. Nobody can fucking bother you. Yeah. So once that once it starts, dude, it doesn't stop. I can't. People that know know. Okay. People are like Barbie got snubbed. Fuck that shit. John Wick Four got snubbed. What best picture? Whatever. Barbie got snubbed, bro. <laughs> That's a. That's all I read this week. Barbie I snubs. Should, I think they should add like a best stunts. I think we've talked about this. I think the fear is that it would get too dangerous. Okay, that's fucking cool, dude. I mean, we have best makeup, and it doesn't mean that people resort to putting fucking chemicals and shit all over or Tom Cruise's challenge accepted. Yeah, physically burning people so they win a best makeup award. I agree. I think there should be some acknowledgement, something to action cinema. And yeah. sa- sadly, the only way, usually the only way it really gets represented, it seems to be, is uh, sound or visual effects. And it's a bummer that that's the case. You're, you're going to fucking, your mind's going to be so fucking blown when you watch John Wick 4. Well, I got to watch 2 and 3 first, so. I got to watch 3 and 4. Let's just do all of John Wick next for the box set. No. Nah. Vito. Reggie helps Jenny pick up her belongings from the car explosion. He says, hey, I'll take you to the next town. They hop in the Cuda. Meanwhile, Mike finds the dagger from his childhood in the glove compartment of the hearse. Jody is still hanging around and tells Mike, you can't imagine what I went through to get back here. Jody says he didn't abandon Mike and that he was taken. We got another flashback to Jody coming home one night. He's in his room and the tall man appears. Kind of how they ended a few of these movies. We cut back to Mike in the desert and Jody is gone. Did Jody have a, a towel hanging up in his closet that he like wiped his face? Like what did... Yeah. What'd he just do? What was all over his face that he needed to go home well, and wipe off? I, I think the more important question is what was all over that towel that he <laughs> wiped all over I'm his guess, face. I'm guessing it's a buildup of previous face wipes, right? Uh, best case scenario, dude. <laughs> is, he, is he licking around town? <laughs> I think that towel is for, uh, you know, Jody time. It's fucking, it's not even on a hanger. It's standing up in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) We got back to Mike in the desert. Jody's gone now, but Mike sees even more portals appear in the desert. Mike continues to work on the hearse and starts pulling out all kinds of parts. Reggie and Jenny, they roll into an abandoned town and find an abandoned hotel. Reggie smashes through the door with a sledgehammer. Uh, It's creepy, but they make it cozy. Mike has a fire going and doing some thinking. He tests out his new invention. He's kind of invented his own ball, right? Like he took engine parts and built a little 
ball that he can control. Yeah. Not as cool as the, the tall man's balls. Well, I mean, this is, you know, this is Mark 1. I mean, you can't. Whoa, dude. Mike built that in a cave in the desert with an old Hurst. That's another Jebediah, right? Yeah, that is that is true. Kron has no idea what we're talking about. Nope. <laughs> Reg is watching Jin change as he tells her the story of the tall man. Uh, she's not really into it. Reggie lets her borrow a shirt. That old bastard's going down. His balls are mine. Uh, Jen gets into bed. I get it. Shut, shuts him down. I get it. I'm an observant watcher. You don't need a shirt. I don't have any. Don't it's hot it. in here. Yeah, it's too hot for a shirt. I don't want you sweating all over it. Got the, this is the only one I got. I'm wearing it. I'll take my top mm-hmm. off. So it's like yeah. fair. Then we're equal. Yeah. They're... What was that? No, I stopped. So. <laughs> Bones had a fucking flashback. <laughs> uh, Jen gets I, into bed. I, I certainly did. <laughs> Jen gets into bed. She shuts Reggie down, as always. He turns around. He's kind of pissed off, but he falls asleep. Uh, Reggie is awakened. He's in a graveyard. Basically, uh, it was me and somebody, and we were going swimming, and they were like, I don't want my bra to get all wet. And I was like, well, I'm going to be taking my shirt off. So, And it was it was a fun time. Because she wanted to take her stuff off, you know. <laughs> was it weird when she was like, why are you wearing a bra? Well, again, it's like the rules of strip poker. Like, whatever I come to the table wearing counts. So I'll put on a few oh. pairs of socks, you know. Oh, ring counts. It's yep. a ring. Roll these stockings down. <laughs> Reg is awake and he's in a graveyard. Uh, this is a nice shout out to Phantasm One. Uh, he starts exploring and hears oh, some kids th- laughing. Yeah, it's it's good that we got some reference to Phantasm One finally in this movie. <laughs> uh, he sees a figure in the tall grass, just uh, just the beyond the graveyard uh someone grabs him on the shoulder it's mike reggie wakes up in the hotel room jen is sleeping in a very attractive position uh her shirt starts to move up and down it's yeah i agree with dan it's uh it's if you it's good woke up it's good staging and you were like oh yeah how's she laying like, sec- you, like sexy, like, like just 
There's like, what, she got like an arm back. What are we talking no, about? Because they, because they pan up her legs. Yeah, but she's got. You see her panties. And she's stuff, like yeah. not on her back, but not on her side. Shirts open almost. Yeah, it's like one button. That's an right. attractive position. All right. I, I, I just couldn't remember it. How could you not? It's like the only thing to remember about this movie. I well, mean, he said he didn't finish thousand. at the fucking yellow pudding no, throw that's, up. So. That's true. That's seen true. it a thousand times before, dude. <laughs> I'm looking for new shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, her shirt starts to move up and down. It's time for pudding <laughs> to make it to the top searches, all right? Yeah, sh- show me this chick standing on her head with her <laughs> tits to her neck. Reg says far out and starts to unbutton the shirt. That's called the grandfather clock, Cron. <laughs> if you're looking for the search term. You heard it here, folks. Uh, he pulls Do it apart. Do not search cuckoo clock. <laughs> and there are two orbs. It's a whole different thing. You will get a knock on your door. Two orbs instead of boobs. They fly out of her chest and try to kill Reggie. He pulls the classic duck before they sm- before they get me and they smash into each other. Uh, then he smashes one with a sledgehammer. So is this the tall man again? Coming back for one more? I don't think this is the tall man. All right. I mean, he's... He's dabbling, yeah. I mean, I don't he's, think it's him. He's... Him and Reggie got a past like that, you know? I mean... Uh, That's a whole nother story. They've they've done it before. I mean. <laughs> yeah, they have. Well, even Jody has done the tall man. Yeah. I don't, I don't, well, I think Reggie has made it the furthest. <laughs> I think Mike's made it Multiple the furthest. Times. I don't think he's ever. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because Jody got interrupted with Mike running through the graveyard. <laughs> yeah. How do we have one more of these? Yeah, he gave he gave oral sex to the tall man, but <laughs> Reggie Reggie went all the way. All right, the others. The other he hits one with the sledgehammer. The. The other one he manages to stick into his hand and drill a hole in it. But Reggie uses his tuning tool to uh, make the ball blow up. Uh, He wraps up his hand. As he's walking out, Jen grabs his leg and says, We're not finished yet. And he smashes her face in with a sledgehammer. Uh, We cut to Mike. He's writing to Reggie again by candlelight in the back of his hearst. He says he was able to conjure up one of the tall man's dimensional forks and tells him about the meeting with the tall man before he became, or tells him about meeting the tall man before he became evil. Mike wants to return to that time and try to stop the tall man from ever existing. So if he had just stayed in the old timey tall man world, he could have like prevented all of this from happening. Is that what the movie is kind of like? saying at this point I think so because he only has 
he can only physically interact with him the first time he goes through. Yeah. The second time. I don't think he can find the portal again because there's like a thousand of them. Yeah. And this is where I think maybe on a rewatch, this one could get better or make a little bit more sense to me. But I do like the idea of this being sort of where the answers are and it it being a parallel story of Mike getting these answers out in this desert and meditating and having like a projection of the tall man fucking with them and these portals popping up. I think this is kind of a cool idea. I think it's more about the execution that, that I'm a little dry on, you know? And I, I wish Reggie would have had more obstacle to get to him. Like if that was sort of the ticking clock and the tall man's trying to balance fucking with Mike and keeping Mike from figuring it all out, like accessing his mind palace and powers and Reggie having to go through a a few more trials to get to him. And maybe that's the intent. Maybe we're, we're talking budgetary things, you know, but... In terms of where you were to look at, if you threw out the the overall story of the franchise and what they've been able to do so far, instead of it just being another mausoleum or another town, relatively cool concept, I think. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think this one's bad. Uh, the tall man appears as Mike is about to walk through a portal. You go where I want you to go, boy. Uh, Mike leaps into the portal. Mike falls into the empty streets of Los Angeles, California. No one's around. Mike sees the tall man walking towards him. He runs. Jody pops in and tells Mike he's right around the corner and you can't stay here. Because there's a risk of infection? Don't know. The tall man keeps coming at him. What other I a, bigger I movie? I died in a car wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bones. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask, like, what other bigger movie was actually shooting that had the budget to shut these streets down and then they let Don shoot 20 seconds of footage? Because it seems fucking wild that this movie was able to do that. This was Thanksgiving Day, right when the sun came up, and they just happened to get 10 solid minutes of nobody on the streets. And they didn't have a permit for it. That's pretty lucky. Gobble, gobble. So, Phantasm Four: Oblivion. Thanks, probably movie. They probably had Reg down there, like holding up a car. <laughs> Let's put the tall man out there. Everybody will stop and just be like, "What the fuck?" Uh, Reg finally makes it to where Mike is, or where Mike is out in the desert. Uh, he grabs some supplies from his trunk, loads up, and dresses for the occasion as well. Well, he puts. Back on his ice cream man outfit, right? Yeah. Why? I don't know. 
only other pair of clothes he had with him. I, that, I mean, that's my pitch for a simple fix. Is that his clothes are still at the hotel, right? Or with in the fight with the lady, his clothes get all fucked up, and like he's like looking through his shit, and he says like, "Where's my fucking oh fuck." You know, and like the only thing left is that. Yeah, I mean, I, there could have been a scene where he opens his bag and he's like, God, I can't believe I got to wear this again. This is it. You yeah. Know? It's so hot in the desert. I wish I had a way to cool off. God, I wish a fucking tur- tortoise wouldn't have ate all my clothes. Reggie's dead. Time for the ice cream man to kick some ass. Reggie died in that hotel. <laughs> we can't. I can't. I can't take the mystery of Reggie. Uh, he shows up at the hearse and calls for Mike. There's no mystery to Reggie. Dude wants to fuck. Dude Sell fails at getting to fuck. Has to save Mike. He's a simple man. This goddamn tall man is chasing my buddy, and I gotta always fucking find him. And I've seen some weird shit along the way. Tall man's just trying to kill Mike. He's trying to fuck me. Who's got it worse? I wish he would kill me. (laughs) It just seems like a cycle that should have ended two movies ago. I don't know. Mike falls from a portal onto a beach where Jody is standing. Back at the hearse, Reggie is hearing some strange noises and opens the hood of the hearse. He sees Mike's uh, invention here and investigates the back of the car as well. Uh, We get some lurkers. They appear. And Reggie makes quick work by shooting him with a double-double barrel. More, uh, More lurkers start rushing in on Reg and the fight continues. Back on the beach, Jody tells Mike uh, he will be coming for you. Uh, the tall man will be coming for you soon. The portal makes some noises, and uh, Mike kind of looks back, and Jody says, that's uh, Reggie. Uh, Reggie continues to blast through these lurkers. Mike and Jody appear through the portal. As Mike hugs Reggie, he whispers, don't trust Jody. Mike tells Reg to stay here. Because there is something he needs to do. Reg gives Mike uh, the tuning tool on the down low. Uh, Jody doesn't see this. Mike tells Jody he needs to go back to the beginning where it all started. Uh, Jody and Mike, they they look in on the tall man back in the day. This is where they go from the portal. And Yeah, this is where they can't interact with him. Uh, yeah, Jody explains to Mike uh, that he uh, that the tall man bore witness to the stark passage from life to death as the Undertaker, and he had many questions about death. Uh, he came to the conclusion that it happens, or it happened before him, and is hidden in subject as, subjects as simple as shifting phases vibrations, warmth, and cold. Mm-hmm. As simple simple shit, shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Shifting phases. Easy. Uh, uh, the tall man... 
we were talking about letting Angus act a little earlier, and this is great, busy, old man work from Angus. It's like Don just told him, all right, look through your book, touch some stuff, look at your watch. You remember in Ed Wood when they filmed the last thing with Bella Lugosi, and he's like, wait, when they come out and smell the flowers, and he just does like a bunch of like random shit for mm-hmm. footage purpose. That's what this sequence reminded me of. I think I wanted more of this though. I, I wish there was more of him like figuring out the portal and stuff. 100%. Like electricity and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that would have been like cooler. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They give you just enough of like a bread crumb trail in this thing to where it's it it acts like it answers some questions but it's still so annoying that you know it spins off 50 more questions that you can't answer then there's a whole thing of is this before he's a civil war doctor and fucks so. and fucks with Civil War Mike. I kind of thought this was after. I thought this was because it's like that's when he becomes a bad guy, right? Is like he somehow created a portal, and then he goes through it, and they say he never comes back as Jebediah Morningside. Yeah, like he just becomes the tall man. So I guess I thought when he was like fucking with Mike in the Civil War that he was like a bad guy already. And it's adult Mike, which I don't get. Mm-hmm. Never a lot. This might be fucking stupid. There's like some Rick and Morty level shit with this. Like Rick Absolutely. goes Rick goes yes. through a portal and it's a different fucking Rick and what like yeah. Now I legit well, wonder how much of Phantasm is in Rick and Morty. Like, have has that like been in a writer's room where they've discussed that at all? Well, Don never filmed during Phantasm One this Civil War scene, so he had to use old Mike to. <laughs> I'm sure he would have loved if he had young Mike on the fucking Civil War set. If you made it now, yeah, you could fake it. Mm-hmm. Goddamn com- computers. Get a child Robert De Niro in there. Uh, the tall man made it his life's work to find the rift and make it through the passage. Mike and Jody witnessed the hour of that discovery by the tall man. Uh, the tall man gets ready to go through the portal. Mike looks at his uh, some of the work and sees the pictures of picture of him on the horse from Phantasm One. The tall man starts uh, the portal up, and Mike pulls the dagger out and tries to stab him. But Jody says, "You can't affect him. We're not in the same dimension. You've shift phases, don't you understand?" So yeah, that's where it's fucking simple, bones. you idiot. Yeah, you were referring to that earlier that you can only react or. Interact with them on the f- the first time, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. Fuck. 
Mike asks when he's coming back. Jody says he's never coming back. Jebediah Morningwood. Morningwood. <laughs> I've been there, dude. <laughs> Every day. Morningside never came back. All of a sudden, the tall man pops through. The older tall man this time. Uh, he starts circling Mike, but Mike goes through the portal. Uh, the tall man says, and so it begins. Jody appears at the graveyard from their hometown. Uh, Mike is there and asks Jody what's happening. What's happening, brother? Jody grabs Mike by the neck. Hey, and brother. Slam. <laughs> hey. hey, brother. Hey, brother. He tries to slam a, a buzzsaw ball. Hey, Hermano. <laughs> but Mike cuts Jody's hands with a dagger to reveal yellow blood. What? Whoa. Dude, start the series over. <laughs> Just had to be sure. Mike stabs Jody in the chest before I killed my own brother. Or Mike also has yellow him. blood. Yeah, I know. What the fuck does this matter? <laughs> robot on robot crime is acceptable. <laughs> I won't be like you. Mike You're starts already walking. like him. <laughs> Mike starts walking towards the portal, but Jody grabs him. I'll from never behind. die in a car wreck. And they both go through the portal. Uh, Mike wakes up in the mausoleum with Jody holding him down on a medical table. The tall man comes in with the buzzsaw ball and holds it to Mike's head and starts cutting. As this is going on, Mike is able to reach for the tuning tool in his pocket and hits it on the table, causing Jody and the tall man to pause. Mike then grabs the buzzsaw ball and sticks it into Jody's neck. Uh, he hits the tuning tool again, and this pauses the tall man. Uh, Jody says he calls him over, and he says he died in the car wreck. Whoa. Is start this the, start finally the, the truck? Again. Do you believe it? I don't know what to believe, dude. I'm going to be so angry if in five... This comes up again because it is. Oh, I'll four be so movies, happy. <laughs> four movies they've had this going on. They have to come back to this in five. <laughs> Someone has to say Jody died in a car wreck, dude. I hope the listen. I try to let the listener inside all week. I would say what four or five times a day. You guys have sent screenshots from this very movie, I guess at different points of you watching it. I tried to not engage because I was like, I don't, it's not, I don't need a hat on a hat on a hat. But <laughs> you, the Jody died in a car wreck obsession. It's I'm, the key to unlocking I know, the entire but I just, fucking franchise, I, dude. <laughs> I guess it's more about like, I feel like I'm pushing in on your guys' bit. But all week, you guys have just been sending screenshots. Yeah. It's a it's a deep obsession with you two. Well, I think it's a deep obsession with the movie. I understand, so. yeah. It, it's our job to find out. I bet we don't get an answer. I bet. 
I bet you're left hanging. So Jody himself, before he dies, says he died in the car wrecked. Let's get that clear. Yeah, uh, if you believe Jody, I mean. <laughs> Robot pudding fool. Hell yeah, dude. Jody. I mean, can't fucking take, take his word for shit. The tall man unpauses and takes a, uh, the tuning tool from Mike. Mike runs. Uh, Mike appears back in the desert with Reggie. Mike tells Reggie the tall man's coming. Uh, Reggie says, I'm ready. Says, yeah, I know his last name's Morningwood. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> the tall man appears. Reggie tries to shoot, but no bullets. Ice cream man. It's all in his head. The tall man throws Reggie down. It's time that or it's time now, boy. Yes, it is, says Mike. Just then his new toy smashes into the side of the tall man's neck, which is one of the balls that he created from the hearst. The tall man pulls it out. A toy? Mike's eyes quickly change to silver, and the hearst blows up. Right in front of the tall man. What are eyes if not little balls? So, like, makes sense. I know no. They come out of his. Head. I know you weren't questioning it, but they always say um, your eyes are the balls to your soul. soul. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, Buddha, I think. That's what it is. I was going to say Bukowski. <laughs> uh, Mike and Reg are pretty dazed from the explosion, but all of a sudden, through the portal, the tall man appears again. Mike and Reggie can't believe this shit. The tall man pulls a ball from the side of Mike's head and goes through the portal. Looks pretty cool. Uh, Reggie comes to help Mike. I'm dying, Reg, says Mike. I'm coming right back for you. Reggie gets the double-double barrel and heads through the portal after the tall man. We get a flashback of Mike back in the hometown. He's downtown. He hears Reggie's voice. Mike, you still alive? Up pulls Reggie in the ice cream truck. I'm dying, Reg. We hear again. Reggie asks if Mike heard anything. It's just a wind, man. It's just a wind. End credits. Phantasm Four: Oblivion from 1998. Yeah, I do feel a little cheated that nobody got pulled through a window, but you make an artistic choice. I mean, this is technically supposed to be the end. Yeah, five is what a do gift. You mean? I read a little thing that Coscarelli was like, I didn't know if we'd be able to make five. So I just kind of, it was like four is an ending and then five is like, we made it work out. Damn it. That kind of makes me mad. So five doesn't work at all. (laughs) Well, I think, I think he still had like, I'm going to leave it open to make a five, but if it doesn't happen, Four is a good enough ending. It's not. (laughs) 
gentlemen, uh, get, get ready to be disappointed, Bones. I mean, I don't know if five is going to answer all the it questions. Fucking you have. better. There's a lot riding on five at five day rentals. Upon further research, this was released October 13th of 1998. It was direct to video. The budget of this film is an estimated 650K. I don't know if I believe that. At the cinema that week. Wait, do you think it was more or less? I think it had to be more, man. The explosions look pretty good. I mean, some of the practical stuff looks pretty good, so... For 98? 650K? I mean, there's really only like five people in the movie. And like three of them are all Don's friends, you know, Mm -hmm. so. If it's 650, I mean, uh, applause to him. Because, yeah. Thought he... Thought he made a pretty decent four. Four. Like, what was a big syndicated TV show around 98? Fucking Xena? Hercules? You know? Uh, yeah. Tool time. Home, uh-huh. home Improvement? Uh-huh. Yeah. You think Home Improvement was still on in 98? I think so. Friends? That's probably when uh Friends like was the youngest on. the youngest one became a goth or something. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but that is the estimated budget. Uh at the cinema that week you could catch practical magic, uh The Bride of Chucky. Uh Kron, there was a movie released October second of nineteen ninety eight. Uh do you know what that one is? Can you tell me someone that's in it? If I told you that, I think I'd give it away. Sorry. Can can you re-ask the question? I was looking up last episode of Home Improvement. Uh, October 2nd was a release of a particular movie that Karan likes. Once you hear it, it will pierce your skull. Can I guess Raising Cain? No, sir. All right. What was it? Is it Bride of Chucky? No, I don't like that. Well, Bride of the... Chucky was released that week. Did you already say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I I passively picked that information up while I was typing in search last episode of Tool Time and then deleting it to write <laughs> Home Improvement. Strangeland. October 2nd, 1998. Theatrical release, but Phantasm for Oblivion did not get a theatrical release. But Strangeland did? Yes. In the Philippines, dude. Limited. All right. After a very mixed reaction and harsh criticism of Phantasm 3, The Lord of the Dead in 1994, the Don decided that uh, he'd went too far in the action comedy direction and decided he wanted to bring the saga back to its roots, crafting a low-budget sequel more focused in on the horror and surrealist or surrealist aspect of the story and the vein of Phantasm 1979. Uh, at the same time, plenty of unused footage from the original film was located after being lost for years. 
So that's when he decided to put it together. Uh, filmed in 23 days. Uh, in the original script, Tim's character, portrayed by Kevin Connors in Phantasm III, The Lord of the Dead, was savagely eaten alive by the lurkers at the beginning of the movie, but the budget did not uh, was not around to show this scene. So that's what happened to little Timmy. Fuck. Does he pop up and is he back in five? I have no idea. I haven't looked shit up for five. Uh, Roger Avery, a self-confessed hardcore fan of Phantasm, wrote an epic screenplay originally called Phantasm 1999 AD as a follow-up to Phantasm 3. It was set in a post-apocalyptic near future featuring Bruce Campbell as a co-star. As time passed and they couldn't get the budget needed, around $10 million, the Don wrote and directed the fourth installment as a precursor to the project. This was uh, retitled Phantasm 2012 AD before sticking to Phantasm's End as a definitive title. Unfortunately, when the financing was not available, it just scrapped it all together. Wow, even the titles are confusing with this thing. (laughs) Uh, On a very difficult scripted sequence, uh, this is a Wilshire Boulevard in L.A. Uh, I think we covered that. Yeah, it was uh, Thanksgiving Day, and they didn't have permits, and they just decided to film. But they ended up, yeah, getting roughly 10 minutes with nobody around, and that was... uh, what they got. That's all I got, gentlemen. Phantasm Four, Oblivion. Thanks, dude. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks. That you did plot. Oh. I'm glad. I'm glad to have the work. Okay. Yeah, it's like you're paying for pizza for everybody. You know, that's what I do. Mm. All right, Bones, it's time. Let's do it. Uh, Rate my box. All right. The movie, my enjoyment of the movies is definitely dropping off with the order of their release. I still enjoy this movie, but I find that I'm not getting an adequate, satisfactory level of answers to the questions that it continually raises. I believe that if you are coming to this and intending, all right, I'm going to try to end it, I can respect budgetary issues. And I respect that with those budgetary issues and the finding of that lost footage and incorporating it in is pretty clever and mostly successful. I do have a problem with Revealing those things like the 
the hanging of the tall man and these other scenes with Reggie, these additional scenes that we didn't see, I somehow feel are unfair to the viewer. Now, if you're getting that from a perspective of a different character, right, that I feel like that's accepted. But if these are the perceived thoughts or experiences of the characters that you've been following the whole time, and these images aren't revealed because they have some sort of mental block on them, I feel is a little unfair. And as an example, Mike having a vision and revealing like, ah, shit, fucking tall man operated on some version of me back in the Civil War. That I feel like is a fair thing to unlock and show. But to unlock and show the the hanging and the um, ice cream truck ride, those sort of things, they don't sit right with me. Because that's more question on top of just the general mystery of the story. This is a long, convoluted thing. But I want to have some critique. Because for the most part, I think the performances are okay. Mike's doing an okay job. I feel like the one person probably phoning it in is Jody a little bit. I feel like maybe he's reading the pages right before he walks to his mark. I wish Reggie would have had a little bit more to do, especially if this is coming up to the end. I feel like he's just playing the hits here. Gets horny. Has a weird interaction with a lady. Shoots a shotgun a few times. But again, I want to uh, be fair to budgetary issues. I think this is going to fall at a three for me. I think we're kind of cascading down, but... Maybe it will, will grow with, with further watches. I'm kind of on the opposite side. I love the mystery and obscurity of the first one, but it caps itself where it's self-contained. And then I love what they did with the second one and making it action and goofy and body horror to an extent. And you do have to kind of mix those a little bit. I think it favors uh, sort of J.J. Abrams' questions without answers a little too much for my taste. So long way of saying 3.0. All right, guys, phantasm for oblivion. Uh, just real quick before I get into any review proper, if you are at all enjoying our coverage of phantasm Weekly Podcast Massacre very recently did a Bubba Hotep episode, so if you're hungry for more Don Coscarelli analysis, go check out their episode. It's great. Uh, For Phantasm Four, I mean, it's a real mixed bag of stuff. Uh, This asks more questions than it answers. I do think they... Like, I think Don Coscarelli is trying to get at some of the backstory for the tall man or some of what really happened to Jody and Mike and Reggie through the first three movies that we're seeing. Um, I don't know if he really executes it in a way that gives you any definitive answer, but there are aspects of this that I really enjoy. I do think for a low-budget movie... 
just by the nature of it, like he has to focus a little bit more on developing a story rather than relying on action or comedy beats. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I kind of liked this one for some reason that I can't really put my finger on. I like that it's kind of weird. I do feel like this is like if you've watched one through three, four is finally the point in the series where you can feel the director just kind of saying, fuck it. Like the story doesn't matter anymore. It's just going to be weird all the time. Nothing is going to make sense. You don't have to like read that much into it. I feel like it is a little bit of a release of, I'm not going to answer the questions that you have. Um, Let's just have a good time here. And I do feel like the movie delivers in a strange way on giving you that. Like it constantly bounces back and forth between Jody did die in a car wreck versus Jody didn't die in a car wreck. Um, And I think it is almost saying, like, these questions are not important. Like, we're just going to fuck off for the fourth film. It's going to be an ending in quotations. Um, So I don't know. Like, I was kind of back and forth on this one. I think ultimately I probably like one and two more than this. But I think I I, I genuinely think I like this more than three. So... I'm going to be a 3.5 on Phantasm 4. All right, y'all. Um, yeah, Phantasm 4, Oblivion. I think I've said that I I enjoy this one. I think uh, I like it better than 3, definitely. I feel... I feel like the Don is kind of in the same boat we are, though. I feel like he he sits down to maybe have a conclusion, and then he just starts, I don't know, throwing other things out. And it's like, oh, what about this? And what about that? Maybe I should add that. So I kind of feel like he's on the same level as us of like, but yeah, but this happened. But yeah, but I want to show that. So I don't know. I feel maybe he doesn't know how to end it just as much as we're wondering how it's going to end, I guess. I I think I agree with Bones. I, I think I wanted Reggie to do a little more, but I don't mind them going into the story of Mike and Jody a little more. Or well, I guess Mike. Uh, I... I think I mentioned that I I kind of wanted the tall man to yeah do some more experiments on how the portal was made and shit like that. I think that would have been cool to see. I I don't know if the Civil War thing is just maybe Mike dreaming that and maybe that had nothing to do with it. Cuz I kind of thought the Civil War thing was kind of cool too. But then you go into him, like, making the portal. So I was wondering, and it's in black and white, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's a fucking Oppenheimer fucking I think it's timeline just uh, sepia tone. That's how you know it's old-timey. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, but, it's a little more brown than just black and white. <laughs> so I don't know. I like I said, I think Bones brought it up. There is a shit ton of questions that you ask and don't get any answers for. And I also agree with you, Karan. I think he's just like at a point where it's like, eh, this is phantasm. If you're in it for four, that's what you're here for. Uh, like I said, I like it better than three. I didn't mind that it went away from the action. Uh, yeah, I thought the performances were all right. Uh, it's a 3.5 for me. I think this one kind of brought it up a little more. Excited to see five and, and what we get. Uh, let's see. This thing has an average letterbox score of 2.8. Our average collectively would be around 3.3. Yep. This thing would end up at number... 53 on the big list. This would be right below Twice Dead and right above Resurrection. Current so currently our order is like 1 2 4 3. I think our collective order would be 1 2 4 3. Okay. I think I agree with that. Yeah. I think it's something to the franchise, just the state of it, right? You never know if you're going to get to make another one. There's a big gap. There's a budgetary constraint. There's the, you know, he never set out to make an epic franchise, right? He's just piecing it together as he goes along. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I do have to give props to that. There's just, I don't know. And it's so easy to sit here 20 years later and be able to say, oh, all you would have to do is tweak this and tweak that. But, you know, so far I'd rather take pretty much any Phantasm over a lot of other franchises. So, um, like you said, I'm excited to see what, what, what 5 delivers, especially with it being a bonus. Yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's definitely more straightforward franchises, but then, I mean, that also gets into the, the territory of, like, you're just repeating the same thing over again. Like, how many, you know, Friday the 13th movies are essentially the same thing? Yeah. Whereas at least this is giving you a different experience each film. Do you think that we are a little bit more forgiving of some of the stuff that they they are rehashing in this particular franchise? Because, I mean, you get a lot of the same sort of ball deaths, the same sort of just same gun shooting, same lurker, you know. There is mm -hmm. there is a lot of repetitiveness in this. and I, I mean, I, I think I like like Friday the 13th and Halloween, like as a whole, probably better than I like Phantasm just because at least you know what you're getting into. But I do think Phantasm has something to offer of like 
well, stuff doesn't have to make sense and it's all dream logic and it kind of keeps you guessing and there is a fun in that, but there's also, you know, like a really big frustration that goes along with it. So, yeah, and it- I don't mind like repetitive ball death kind of stuff. I mean, how many times have I seen Jason kill somebody with a machete? You know, I yeah. mean, it's, Yeah. And it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't on return on on formula stuff, right? I mean, one of the things I love about Phantasm, the original, is how odd it is. There's a cool car, there's a car chase, there's a weird little fucking bug thing, there's body horror fingers, there's little lurker like it's just this mixed bag of things. And I feel like instead of saying, all right, in the next one, I'm going to do another mixed bag of things and see how I can connect it. It's, well, those key points worked, so let me carry those through. Mm-hmm. And that the the deviation between one and two is much greater than the subsequent movies, if that makes sense. Like, I would have liked to have seen... Keep keep that gap in terms of of what other random stuff you're bringing in. And the thing I appreciate about three is like, oh, you're gonna bring in a little kid, but he's actually not annoying. And you're gonna bring in three criminals that become goons that become the you know the the arm of the tall man for a while, as opposed to just a ball and lurkers. That's cool. But we're still gonna have a car wreck. We're still gonna have Reggie fucking uh, some incarnation of the tall man. Like, drop a few of those and 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 replace. I I feel like, and that's coming from a Bond fan, right? Who is appreciative of formula. Not very gory though, for four. I don't really think we got a brain injury, did we? Nah, he stopped you it. Get, like. I think you get like a little flashback at one point, but that's about it. Yeah, I think they only had a vanilla pudding budget. I don't know if they had like well, probably more of a banana, <laughs> banana tapioca. All right, Kron's favorite. Uh, no after showers this week, guys. Next week kicks off two handers. We start with 1988's Shakedown. I'm excited. Like what? Yeah. I've been watching a lot of like half movies, trying to figure out what to pick for this, so. Wide open field. I'm I'm ready. You got one? It's it's in the bag. Blu-ray's ordered? It's here. Is it behind you? Is that one laying on top? Yep. Enhance. Can you read? Can you read that? Enhance. No. Dan has like a weird red light in his office that shines on the middle section of his DVDs, and it makes them all look like they're the Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's where I keep all my picks. And Kron's not doing a bit. Uh, this is this is uh, bone sincerity backing this up. Looks like you've got nightmare one through thirty three. 
Oh, man. Physical media, bitch. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan, get us out of here, yeah, dude. I got it. Hey, uh, if you're on iTunes, if you're on Spotify, subscribe to the show, rate and review the show. It helps us um, be number one or number two in Algeria. I don't know. A shout out, I get. I don't know. I I don't think we should shut you up. <laughs> also, not a bit. <laughs> yeah, we're number two in Algeria. But uh, yeah, tell your friends, tell your wives, tell your lovers, tell your brothers, tell everybody to follow it and rate it. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Threads, Instagram, and Letterboxd. But if you really want to mess with us, there is a Discord link on every episode of Five Day Rentals that drops every Wednesday. And you can join that Discord and have a good time with us. But other than that, brain and drain. Brain and drain. Brain and drain. Brain and drain.